0: Hey everyone and welcome to The She Shed. I'm Jody Avery and I am your host for this podcast. This week I am talking about my worst parenting fails and the things that I wish I had known sooner or just the things that I had no idea um, were going to be an issue with raising kids. So this week I was trying to think about, like, what are the things that blindsided me the most? And some of it was really just, like, having boys and being a girl and having no um, siblings that I grew up with. And so, like, some stuff was just, like, boy things that I had to learn and kind of clarify with Curtis and ask him like is this a normal boy thing or um, should I be concerned about this or that type of stuff and um, I also felt like there was a lot of things that I was really already experienced in having been a nanny for several years I babysat all through high school and it was a nanny for a couple of different families in uh, college during my college years and so as far as like the practicality of Caring for children, putting a baby to sleep for a nap, making a bottle, how to heat up breast milk if it's not supposed to be heated up in the microwave, and how to change a diaper, and how to bathe a baby, and how to give medicine, and what to do if a child takes all of their chemo pills when you're in the downstairs living room keeping their brothers from breaking more furniture. That is literally something that happened to me. I have quite a few um, babysitting horror stories of things that just, you know, that happened while I was babysitting that weren't necessarily my fault. But I wanted to talk about the things that I just feel like, as a parent, you're like, wow, how did I mess that up? Or how did I not know to be looking for that? Or what could I have done better? And I think uh, as my children get older, because my younger son will be 10 Here in about a month and my older son is 12 and I just feel like as they're older the the raising them gets harder and here's why. Baby stage is hard because they are completely helpless, they rely on you for everything, you are already tired, you have either given birth or gone through major surgery to get that baby out of your body. Your body is doing all sorts of weird things and your hormones are doing even weirder things, and then you're caring for this like teeny tiny life who whose absolute <laughs> existence depends on you and that's just exhausting and and it's hard because the first time that you have a baby it's like it is it is like a shock to your system because again, like practically I knew how to change diapers and things like that, but I didn't know anything about breastfeeding. I didn't know anything about um, how my body was going to be acting. (laughs) Here's a fun story. I think the very first day that we brought Gage home, um, I think it was that first night at home, he was crying and I was changing his diaper in the middle of the night and I remember I had taken him and I was um, changing him on the couch for some reason. I just, I don't know. Um, and I had kind of been crouched down in front of the couch, like on my knees, changing his diaper. And I picked him up and I stood up and I remember just like peeing and being like, Oh, I didn't even realize that I needed to use the bathroom because I had just given birth like 72 hours before. And if you've given birth, then you know that that is a common thing. And that's why they give you the huge diapers to wear. It's not just for all of the after (laughs) birth bleeding it is also for the peeing of the pants and sometimes that doesn't go away for a long time or without some pelvic floor uh, therapy but anyway so like that was the <laughs> that was only the beginning with just like all of the unexpected things with parenting and some of the things that I wish I had known were simply just um to go really easy on myself to lower the expectations Um, that I had for myself as far as like trying to keep a clean house and I've really lowered those expectations now like I don't even try. No I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not a great housekeeper like for sure I'm not a great housekeeper but um, I you know I would say like you know people are like oh sleep when they sleep. Sometimes that's really hard to do especially if you're like there's so many other things that need to be done and what if Um, you fall asleep and they wake up and you don't hear them and so you think you can't get good sleep because you're going to sleep through them crying and then they will have cried for a long time and oh my gosh, like there's a lot of anxiety that can come from just the having a baby and, and having to care for that baby and babies cry a lot, right? So what I wish I had known was just that like you're in survival mode and that is perfectly okay. It is totally fine to be in survival mode after you have a baby even if that's not just your first baby, like your second, third, I feel like second baby, I, I knew what to expect with my second son, but then like I had a toddler to deal with. And that was like a whole other layer of, you know, challenge for, <laughs> for life. So as far as the baby stage goes, I really wish that I had just like chilled out and been like, it's cool. And then I suffered from postpartum depression, and it really wasn't until about five months or so after Gage was born that I started feeling the fog lift um, and i I didn't reach out for help like I should have and i I would not recommend that as uh your your tactic of dealing with that because postpartum depression is a real thing um that really can can really mess people up. Uh, We had a great example, um, not like a great example, but like a very, very kind of scary example was Andrea Yates. And I, I don't know if that rings a bell for everybody, but she drowned her children in the bathtub. And she was not well. She was mentally unwell, and she had a handful of children and uh, she was suffering from some severe postpartum issues and she did not have the help and support that she needed. Maybe she didn't know to ask for help. Maybe she did not know she needed help. Maybe she didn't have anybody to reach out to. But bottom line is that um, you know, postpartum depression can lead to some very serious uh, actions. And there was a, uh, I think there was a woman who drove her children into the ocean in a minivan a few years ago and i do think the children i mean they were rescued somebody stopped the 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 doing of the of that but the woman was mentally unwell and it was attributed to postpartum you know issues not the baby blues but really true postpartum depression anxiety mental health concerns and Somebody, if you know, like if you're going to go have a baby and you have dealt with depression or anxiety in the past, it's just important to know that there is a much higher chance of you having those issues immediately upon the birth of your child. And I think it's really important that we make that normal and okay to talk about and okay to look for help for because it's truly by the grace of God that I am here today 12 years later um, after the birth of my first kiddo now I will be honest with my second child I did not experience that I was not really in like a like a whole different place as far as like you know yes I was older by a couple of years knew what to expect I had more you know I don't know perspective perhaps but I Breastfed him, And I feel like that kind of helped with some of the hormones and stuff too. So it, it's not always every child either that you have. And so one thing I just wish I had known was like, it's okay to not be okay. And I think today in 2022, if there's a lot more open discussion about mental health. And I think that that extends into um, those things that are like temporary mental health concerns with hormone related postpartum depression. I'm trying to stay hydrated over here. So every once in a while I'm just taking a sip of my water and I haven't disappeared on you. So the other thing as far as like the baby stage was, like I said, just man, give yourself grace. And if I come to your house and you just had a baby, like I do not expect your house to be clean, but I will either A, happily hold your baby while you take a nap or hold your baby while you wash dishes or even better, you can take a nap. I will watch the baby and I will wash the dishes at your house because that's what I've had done for me. I've had um, some really great support from my friends after I've had babies. Um, and I think specifically more after Cade was born because I had already had mommy friends. And that made a big difference too with um, having people who brought dinner. I had a friend who came over and cleaned my kitchen and cooked dinner for us and things like that. So, you know, just having those those care moments. Um, As my kids have gotten older, I feel less and less equipped to parent them. (laughs) I'll just be honest. Like babies, they cry and you change their diaper and you feed them and you put them to sleep and at some point they're not crying anymore because you have solved their problem. Well, bigger people have bigger problems. So little people, little children, you know, they may get into Arguments with friends at school about sharing and things like that. And then you start getting, I would say, about 9 or 10 is when you start getting, like, the hard-hitting questions. Like, why are you, uh, uh, you know, why, what happens when we die? What happens if you were to die? Or, I was really worried last night. I couldn't stop thinking about what if you and Daddy died and things like that. And you're just like, I really don't even know how to navigate some of these questions And I mean, I I can answer my kids like I believe that when we die if we have Jesus in our heart, we go to heaven. So I mean, that's actually almost an easier answer for me. Um, But I mean, the emotional toll that children can take on you is I think the part that I was not prepared for as they got older. I wish I had known that like as they get older, they become like small people and their feelings get more confusing. Think of like on the movie Inside Out, like when Riley's born, she has four: joy, disgust, sadness, and anger. And then, um, throughout the course of the movie, she starts to get like feelings where it's a happy and a sad feeling. So the so the memories aren't just either happy or sad, but they're like a marbled combination of two. And I think that that the complexity <laughs> of a maturing emotional child or the emotional maturing of a child, is what I should say, um, was, like, one of the toughest parts of, like, managing two two little people's hearts and helping them, like, navigate the world. And I <laughs> I have said, I have been known to say that, like, I just feel like it's my... My duty or my my goal as a parent is just to make sure that when my kids grow up that they are not a-holes or they're not jerks and that they're good, kind friends and they're caring neighbors and loving spouses and, you know, just like awesome people. And there's a lot of molding and like guiding and refereeing that is so much more exhausting in some ways. Um, at this stage. And so I, I kind of wish I had known like the baby years are, are hard in, in a physical way because it's just, you're just tired and it's so physically demanding. Um, but the older elementary years have been really like emotionally draining. And there have been times when I have just been like, I've said to Curtis, like, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to deal with this. Like I feel so drained Where I've been like, God, please give me (laughs) the wherewithal to like push through this really difficult time where like one of my kiddos was dealing with a lot of anxiety. And um, it was just like, I was anxious. I was actually an anxious kid. And I remember in fifth grade kind of being the worst of it. And I was 11. um, And I remember... Like having these stomach aches and my mom taking me to the doctor and the doctor being like, yeah, you have like the beginnings of an ulcer. You're very stressed out. And, um, I was just like, had so much like stomach acid. I was so uh, like stressed out and tightly wound that they, uh, prescribed me what we now is now actually removed from the stores, but it was, um, Zantac. And um, back in the day, it was a pretty strong prescription. I want to say like 150 milligram subscri- uh, prescription of Zantac that was a, a powder. So it was kind of like the Alka-Seltzer powder um, that you, you mix and drink. And it was pretty terrible, but I guess it um, helped my tummy. But the point being is that I was very stressed out in the fifth grade. And I remember that and it's terrible stomach aches because of it. And um, I have some childhood trauma from being abused and, um, I always attributed my anxiety at that age, um, especially being prepubescent and coming into like physical maturity and having dealt with that sexual abuse that, you know, there was just a lot of anxiety about like becoming a woman, right? Well, it turns out that I probably might've had anxiety anyway at that age because when Gage was 11, <laughs> cause it was like, obviously my 11 year old is my older son, um, he looked up like this big like bout of, of anxiety, and I was like, I know that nothing has happened to him like that would give him you know childhood trauma to uh, to the degree that I experienced to cause his anxiety. And so it actually kind of gave me some peace of mind. And I thought, well, gosh, would I have had anxiety anyway <laughs> at that age? Was I just gonna be a stressed out kid? But um, but yeah, navigating that has been a lot more challenging and then I felt like I'm totally ready for when my younger son was gonna you know have his kind of you know anxiety or emotional moments and he's just different he he doesn't he's just I don't think he's gonna go through that maybe when he's a little bit older I don't know but there's just a difference and like learning to help your kids manage their like feelings is super important but it's also really like a learning curve, because you have to know how to manage your own emotions and how to cope and have your, like, good, healthy coping mechanisms to be able to, like, teach your kids those things. So, like, bigger kids, I just wish I had known, like, how emotionally draining it would be. Uh, But some of the best parenting advice I have for this age is really just to remember that they're people. Like, they're little people. They don't, like, need to get jobs, although I really... The amount of food that my kids are eating, they probably should get jobs and contribute financially to my my meat and my, my meat fund. <laughs> they eat so much protein. Um, but yeah, I digress, like always. That's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for. You're here for the rabbit trails. I would say that just raising them my parenting advice is like, they're people, right? They're going to be navigating all of the feelings that we feel as adults they just don't know what they're feeling they don't know necessarily how to label it and they don't know how to um, manage it and we have to be able to teach them that and so if you can like start preparing yourself I don't know deal with your own baggage go to therapy go talk to a counselor learn how to manage and cope healthily with stress and like problems and conflicts in your own life so that way you can teach your children because I think that's a really important life skill that some of us don't learn and a lot of us do not learn that from our parents and that type of advice is going to cause you a lot less stress now if you can like prepare for that so um, I would love to hear your best parenting advice so feel free to like find me on social media. Find me, drop me, like, some comments in the, um, the, you know, Q&A or section. I know there's, like, some places you can, like, comment or ask questions. And um, just, like, I'd love to hear what your best parenting advice is. Because especially if you've got advice for, like, the teenage years, because I'm about to be, like, full on heading into that, like, really soon. And I'm pretty pretty worried about having a teenager because I was obnoxious in a lot of ways. And I think about a lot of the crap that I pulled as a teenager. And I'm hoping that my children do not do the same. But, you know, life's funny like that. So thank you guys for being here. And I will talk to you guys again really soon. I'll see you next week with a new topic. And until then, have a great one.